we have much more than we need. Yeah, and then two, I think one, one of the things that like really had me emotional was that he reminded me of my father. He is a, a very hardworking, humble, quiet man who does what he has to do and, and puts his family first. And I saw that in mm-hmm. Michael. And that was like kind of what ripped me apart was just seeing like, you know, an example of my father, but in this case, it's just not working out for him. Yeah. People of Christian City, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz, been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> let's talk in circles, yeah. just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. You know, they see beyond what I look like, they see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Hey everyone, welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here, we're doing things a little bit differently today. So currently, I'm here with Allison and Jay, two missionaries in Philadelphia. Heyo. And we're doing just a little bit of a unique recording here on the patio in Philly. So if you hear some of the hustle and bustle of some traffic in the neighborhood, that's because we're doing our first ever recording outside. So you got the unique special today with the Philly team. That's just how it is. This is how we're rolling. So I just wanted to come here and share some of the stories from the streets with with this street team here. So why don't you guys go ahead and share a little bit about who you are, introduce yourself, and then tell a little bit about your street team. Okay. I am Jay. I am originally from New York, Queens, or Long Island. I don't know which one to oh. rap at this point. I'm still struggling with that. But <laughs> let's say Queens. Yeah, 20 years old, and I'm a second-year missionary. Nice. Yep. And I'm Allison. I'm from an hour outside of the city of Philadelphia. Okay. It's called Percocy. It's a little small town. Go birds. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a first year missionary. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, what street team are you both on? Convention, convention center. center. Okay. So what's, give me the lay of the land. What's kind of the convention center route like? Mm, Jay knows it better than I do. Okay. So we are like in the heart of center city, I would say. It's very noisy very crowded people going back and forth it's like the manhattan of philadelphia let's okay. say uh that's, yeah, I, think that's fair. I think that's fair yeah yeah this is very noisy a lot of people there's always constant movement cars or it's a lot of stuff going on around we do have a few homeless shelters on our route st john's hospice and philly house okay and yeah there's also like there's many places like many underpasses or just like people that hang out outside of those shelters but there are many many homeless people there just like scattered all about not really many tents because you cannot have tents in philadelphia mm. so yeah there's just a lot of people everywhere walking around um not really in one spot usually but okay. yeah yeah and then what's what's your street team like like tell me a little bit about how many people are on the team and then um kind of yeah what what the team dynamic is like yeah, so it's me and Jay, <laughs> and then uh, another first-year uh, woman named Andrea, and then another male, John. It's, a, it's really good. I think we have a good balance between, like, just, like, the dynamic, the dynamic on the team. Like, Jay and Andrea are really good at being more, like, 
emotionally invested I think and then John and I a lot of the times I feel like are more rational like we're a really good balance in that way especially in our debriefs Mm. I think we've seen that a lot but just in the way that we approach the streets too like we're really flexible with each other and we're really concerned with like okay how are we doing on the streets and that's how we talk uh, at the beginning of all of our street team like walks we start with just a check-in with ourselves to make sure that like we're in the right mindset and see where we're at and how we can help each other and support each other while we're going about our street walks and encountering people so it's really good yeah amazing i i want to hear more about center city so or sorry convention center right it's in center city yeah yeah. okay i'm still getting used to philly here (laughs) so with convention center you have a lot of people just like all different types of people i imagine i'm imagining yeah a lot of hustle bustle maybe a lot of vendors a lot of maybe like tourists or people just coming through philly what um what is like the homeless population like um as far as is it like a transient population or are you coming across the same people time and time again see that's a a thing with convention centers that like we would see people for like a month and then we just never see them again or we see them like half a year later and like people it is it is a very transient route there's always like people like moving and sometimes people are just here for um like the specific benefits that like some of the shelters might give and then they leave Hmm. or when they like leave the shelters they also just leave the whole convention center area and go to different street route areas so there's we don't have too many consistent friendships but right now we are forming a few that we like have found people in the same area which is yeah i would say not the common thing yeah unique unique for for that area and for this year too I would say so, yeah. do you want to like share about any of those friends that you've made that are kind of becoming more of those consistent friendships or maybe any stories from them i'm thinking about like a pretty cool story in particular that we've just met this guy once which last week please share and i would i'd love to share about yeah, that share okay. It. okay sweet and allison was actually there too for that encounter it was me and her which was yeah. just it was perfect yeah, it was great. but yeah all right so it is friday this was last friday we just finished our prayer and our check-in. Like, we do our little check-in before the streets, see how we're doing, how we're feeling. Um, and we, like, literally just crossed the street in Convention Center. There's, like, this, this place. It's a family center. I believe it's called Apple Tree Family Center. And they basically take care of families that are on the streets or, like, are moving towards that direction and, like, try to get them in housing or try to give them what they need. And so we, like, we're hanging out outside of there and we saw like three or four familiar faces, people that we, we know pretty well that come to lunch in the park pretty often. Yeah, yeah. Um, really cool guys. We just got to hang out with them. Just, yeah, welcomed very, very beautifully by them. Just some of our best friends. Okay. And one of them pulled us aside and was like, hey, there's just, there's a fellow over there who is, who's really struggling and he needs some clothes for his children. I was wondering if I can take you over to him, if you can like, yeah, maybe help him out or tell him about like lunch in the park some of these things yeah so he walked us over there and yeah he introduced us to him and let's say his name is michael yeah yeah it, it was interesting we were actually talking i was started talking with tom who's a friend that we have here on the streets and he was concerned with somebody else like who was also struggling so that was really cool to see initially yeah, yeah. so i was like hey jay we're gonna go over to this to this man michael and he was just outside of this place like with his car and with all of his things in his car and uh his little son like just bouncing around all over the place mm. and his his partner was with him as well and at first he was just we were talking to him about you know he needs some clothes for his kids and like oh okay so we have this like thing that we do every Wednesday in the park in this location like we'd love to help you out we have donations there 
you're mm-hmm. welcome to come and to join us. And I think from there, the conversation just really like took off. Like he could tell, okay, this is a place where I'm, I am able to express what I'm going through and they're here to receive me. Yeah. And that was amazing to see. And he was just very open, like right away. But you could tell throughout the conversation that he was trying really hard to like keep, keep it cool, like to not really get overly emotional. Sure. And we were both just like in awe, I think, of what he was saying and like the struggles that he was going through as a dad on the streets and the pain of not being able to provide for his children was like tearing him apart inside. And and we could feel that like everything Mm -hmm. that he was saying through the conversation. I think we were both at the end when we debriefed, like it was so real. And you could tell that he was like just such a good person, like really struggling and how much he loved his kids. Were his kids there with with him too, or not at that moment? One of them was. The okay. other three were in school. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I that conversation just this is like something that I I think I remember for the rest of the year and and for the rest of my life. We weren't expecting much. We were just like going to tell him about lunch in the park and then go back to the conversation we were having. But we like ended up staying and talking and like the whole conversation was yeah very intensely emotional because it was so raw. Yeah. Like you saw a father who just. Like, it was, he was totally dedicated. Like, it reminded me so much of St. Joseph. Like, I felt like I was looking at a modern-day image of St. Joseph. Wow. He was putting his life on the line. He, he was doing everything he could just to be a good father. And he was sharing that his daughter has, like, multiple autoimmune diseases. Like, they're living out of their car. Like, they're here. They're at the, at the Apple Tree Center every day trying to get a place. But because they have four children... And they're, you know, a mother and a father, it's harder to get a place for all of them. And they're Mm -hmm. just seeing, they're coming in and seeing other people get housing every day and they're kind of just stuck in the process waiting. And winter's coming. They've been on the streets for five weeks, six weeks at this point. And he was just like, yeah, just choking up at a, a, a few times. And you can tell that he has to hold it in. Like he has no other choice than to hold it in because his wife depends on him. Yeah. So if he were to let these emotions take over, it would it would hurt her as well and it would and it would come out of her as well because they're there. Yeah. He can't go to his friends because his friends are in the same spot. They're all like there trying to get housing and it's just it's nothing new for them and they gotta focus on their family. Mm. He can't lose his control for his kids because he wants to be a good father. He wants to he can't tell them about these things and it just it really broke me when he was like asking when he was telling me like just his children asking him like Dad, why can't you just go to the bank and, and get some money? Or oh. like, you know, why don't we have food? And he was just, like, sharing of even, like, the pain of having to, like, steal from stores just to get food for his children. Mm. And then just, like, on top of that, going into the, like, the simple necessities and, like, just gratitude for it. Like, just Mm. telling me, you know, how good it is to put on a fresh pair of socks. And I was like, wow, like, I did that today. And I'm going to do it again today. Like, I switch out my socks multiple times. And he's like... You know, just having your socks on for a week, the same pairs of socks, or just having a dresser and being or able to organize your stuff in them yeah. is such a blessing. And, you know, I, I mean, most of us, I believe, look over these kind of things. But just hearing his, like, desire for these things and also the desire to have that for his children really, like, just threw me off guard. And, yeah, it was, it was very hard to hear. Like, he's, he's, he's got his head on, like, a good, good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Like, he knows who he is, what he wants to do. He is not settling for anything less. He's a hardworking man. Like, gave us his business card, but he can't even work because 
if he if he goes to work he has to drop his kids off on the street yeah and then go to work while mm-hmm. like it's like you know four kids running around in the morning with no food and it's like yeah. a chilly morning you know and mm-hmm. he just can't do that so he's like forced to not work either mm-hmm. and it's just like it's looks like an impossible situation and yet he's he's keeping his head straight like wow. i know i will get through this and i'm gonna find a way and yeah i mean what more understandable like case of homelessness than something like that you know where you you put yourself in the the shoes of that person like a parent you know a father or a mother even and just like okay they have these kids that they have to take care of taking care of kids is a full-time thing you know and and when you're not able to like even work to like help provide for them like that is yeah it's it's heartbreaking and it's just like such a cycle yeah and that was the biggest thing that I think I could tell too was like how much of a vicious cycle it was that just like day after day after day going through the same thing and trying to keep yourself up but I think it's really interesting what you mentioned about it being like relatable too because I was sharing this experience with my older sister who has a baby and the idea of of not being able to provide for her daughter just like broke her heart Mm -hmm. and I think being able to like share that story in that situation in light of like okay this is something that like you can kind of relate to and like imagine if you were in this situation how difficult that would be not being able to provide for your own children and just the vulnerability of that was yeah heartbreaking Mm. yeah and I think the other thing that really struck me when Michael was talking was how like when in those moments when he did have he did come across some sort of like find like money or or something like that um he shared that he had done his laundry um and like his whole family's laundry and that was like huge but then there was another family there who like really needed to get their laundry done and and whatever money he had left like he did their laundry for them and just like knowing what they were going through like moved him to do that it's it's amazing how their hearts are transformed when they're in that situation oh so vulnerable and like an incredible gift to even give to another family that's in need too because he was like a total yeah he had total empathy for them as you know a father in his own family wow so you have you guys haven't seen him since or the family since no yeah we went it was so that was friday and then we just had our lunch in the park yesterday which was wednesday okay and we we hoped he would have come because we had mm-hmm. some clothes set aside for him but you know i mean he has so many things to worry about i can imagine that yeah. slipped through but yeah Hopefully we'll find him again. We know what area he should be in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're, we're going to be looking for him. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is like such such a powerful story. Yeah, one that I just think our listeners can just really understand and like can probably even put themselves in, in those shoes too. So yeah. I thank you for sharing that. I know that's not the reality of every single person we come across, but like the reality is that those people exist as well. You know, yeah. these these heartbreaking stories that are... Um, very real, very raw. It was beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, both of you, um, and for sharing that, yeah, that deep story that I know you'll be carrying with you all year, um, but probably for your whole life. So I think our other listeners will also be carrying that with them um, this week as they're, as they're listening. So thank you for sharing. Um, I guess just to kind of like wrap, wrap up this, this mini podcast here, what would be something that you are taking away from this story that you're bringing back to your everyday life, your back to community here. Yeah. What is something that you are taking away from it and that it does still rest with you? There was two things I think to touch on it again quickly was just like, yeah, the, the gratitude for what I have already, 
I didn't really want to, I wanted to keep this to myself, but I think it's worth saying. It's like something tiny, but just like it's, I've been carrying it with me. So his son was running around and he had a pair of slides and like, that's all he owned. Like those, I mean, the only footwear that he owned. Like his dad was like, yeah, he has no shoes. So when we get back to the family shelter, his feet are black by the end of the day because he only has like a pair of slides. And just like, for me, just being grateful for the shoes that I have, but like one of my sneakers in particular has like the soles are all like ripped up on the inside. And I was like gonna buy a replacement set of insoles to like have like, you know, be walking on like some, something comfortable. Mm-hmm. But recently I've just been like putting them on and, and thinking about his son. And just like, I'm gonna be like him right now. And just, I'm gonna, yeah. Just like when I wear these shoes, I'm gonna think of him and like live this out with him. Just this little tiny thing. Yeah. And it, yeah, it is very beautiful because, I mean, I'm just feeling very grateful for the simple things. We have much more than we need. Yeah. And then two, I think one, one of the things that like really had me emotional was that he reminded me of my father. He is a, a very hardworking, humble, quiet man who does what he has to do and, and puts his family first. And I saw that in mm-hmm. Michael. And that was like kind of what ripped me apart was just seeing like, you know, an example of my father, but in this case, it's just not working out for him. Yeah. And just being grateful for all that, you know, my father has done for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just thanking him for that or just remembering him in that is one thing that I want to do more often. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, I think for me, a lot of what stuck out was about like the family dynamic, just the fact that his son was there And it was like the juxtaposition of his father, like so emotional and speaking about how challenging the situation was. And then also watching his little son like run around and him like play with him. And he like hugged me at the end and I almost lost it. Like, I think how he doesn't even realize like what he doesn't have. He's just grateful for what he does, like the joy of being a child, Hmm. I think was something that really stuck out to me. And like you mentioned, Jay, like being more appreciative of how much weight is on the shoulders of like parents to provide for their children. And like when they don't have that, how you feel like there's a role that you have that's not being fulfilled and how difficult that is. So just looking at like the the families that I know, even in my own family, like my sister and my brother who have their own children now, like seeing them from a different perspective and being able to like relate to them yeah, in that way yeah. I think is something that's going to stick with me for a while wow amazing thank you both thank you for sharing and for sharing these these little nuggets that you're also taking away from this into your your everyday life yeah thank you to all the listeners that have tuned in just for this this mini podcast uh I know I'll be thinking about this story for a while and I hope that you you will be too and we we pray for all of our, our homeless on the streets uh, and especially those families who are who are on the streets as well. So Allison, Jay, thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thank you. See (laughs) y'all. Thank you for joining us on Homeless But Human today. In order to keep producing this content for you all, we invite you to consider joining our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways that you can join us on mission. Your monthly gift sends missionaries out to the streets day after day and helps us to continue recording and sharing our podcast. It's our vision that every city not only has soup kitchens and shelters, but communities who are committed to helping the homeless know that they have a home in us. 
And what is home but a small taste of Christ's infinite love? Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community. And if you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave a review. To get more involved with the mission, visit ChristInTheCity.org.